Hey friends, so happy to have you back. So this is a follow-on from the previous episode where we started talking about burnout and what to do when we find ourselves in those places of feeling really burnt out, whether it's because we're in a really demanding season of life or we're just really getting used to running ourselves into the ground, but we realize that a lot of those kind of fundamental needs are not being met. So that's the first step that we went through is identifying what are those foundational needs that need to become non-negotiables in my life again, the basics of taking care of myself, whether it be physically or mentally and emotionally or in in my relationship so that I'm not sacrificing those because I'm just too busy, but we're really able to pour into our priorities so that we can kind of recalibrate and regain a little bit more of that sense of balance. So now we're building on that and I'm going to give you four more tips that help you to really implement that and kind of work through some of the roadblocks in in the mental mindset struggles and the hurdles that we tend to face when it comes to moving out of burnout and integrator balance. So if you haven't already listened to that one, go back and listen and then meet you back right here and let's go through these four tips today. Hey sister, welcome to Arm to the Heart. Do you want to make an impact as a military mom and be the best mom and leader you can be at the same time? Are you finding yourself stressed and weighed down by guilt with how much your time your work steals from your family and often worry that they're getting leftovers of you? Do you feel alone carrying the heavy load of pregnancy, postpartum, of motherhood and uniform with so many expectations to perform in your job, stay physically fit, and such little support? Hey, I'm Megan, and in my early years as an active duty mom in the army, I was so burnt out. I was just wishing for more time with my baby, the freedom to actually put my family and faith first while still giving my best to the team. And I was giving all I had, but it just never felt like enough. Trying to bounce back quickly, feeling all those pressures to prove myself in a male-dominated unit, trying to manage the home the best of my ability, and keep our marriage strong through so much long distance and dual military life. I just felt like I was falling short in all of it, but especially failing my family. I felt exhausted. I felt trapped in the army, like I was losing myself in what mattered most along the way and just doubting whether all of those sacrifices were worth it. I finally cried out to God to direct my path, and he started showing me that there's a different way to find more balance and more purpose. So in this podcast, you're going to find time management strategies, holistic health and fitness tips, and mindset transformations so you can find that balance that you long for to be who you're called to be for both your family and your work without having to compromise what's most important. So lace up those boots and put on the armor of God. Let's run this race up before us as sisters in arms, as sisters in Christ. Number two, my second tip is just to start small. Right. And so many of us don't feel like we even have permission to take care of ourselves because we feel like it's selfish. We feel guilt around it. But I want you to start by giving yourself permission in very small ways. And what you'll notice when you're starting to apply this awareness is how dang uncomfortable it feels to actually take care of yourself because you're so used to bypassing all of your own needs and super basic needs even. So the goal here is to start with something small, to start with all those small things, to condition yourself to be more comfortable with the discomfort of actually listening to and choosing to meet those needs when they come and prioritizing them. And so I want to give you permission here with like very specific examples, pause and eat a snack, eat your lunch, take a lunch break sit, pause, stop working to eat your lunch. Or while you're eating lunch, do something that actually fills your cup. Go sit in your car and have some quiet time for yourself during that lunch period. Do something that fills your cup like praise and worship music, prayer time, reconnect with somebody that you love, read, turn off work for a few minutes, and you'll come back more refreshed and focused. You're going to be able to get more done. I know you're worried about all those things you got to get done. You'll be able to get more done if you take that moment to pause. Give yourself permission to actually do that. And I know this is like, sometimes it feels very countercultural. You'll see when you start giving yourself permission in the little ways that it gets easier and easier. And it also gives permission for everybody else to take care of themselves too. 
That's the beautiful thing. As leaders, we get to set that tone. And I think so many times in the military, we see senior leaders or we see like the cost of success is burnout. And so we start to learn, we, we accept this narrative of, oh, in order to be enough, to be doing enough, to be working hard enough, to be successful, I'm going to have to sacrifice all my needs too. I'm going to have to sacrifice my family for the job. I'm going to have to sacrifice all my time with them. I'm going to have to go home super late every day because if I'm not staying in the office as the last person there or super late, I'm not working hard enough, right? Like we have all these narratives and same thing with something as simple as if I'm not working through lunch, I'm not not working hard enough. And that's a perception that we have of ourselves, but also perception that we have of like how other people are going to perceive us and judge us. So start small, start small. And it'll help you see it's not that big of a deal to take somewhat of a break during lunch. And the other part of that, too, is if you're trying to fit in exercise, that's a great time, great time to do a workout. And even yesterday, I did a 25 or so workout in my uniform. I just took off my blouse and went to the gym and I worked out and it was great. That was during my lunch period. And I came back to work and it's super simple. But at the same time, I had to remind myself, I can give myself permission to do this. It is okay. <laughs> and... Sometimes you have to work through that guilt of, oh, but I should be doing all these other things. But no, really, is that actually true? You got to sometimes just be willing to question that for a minute when that guilt comes in or your, your mind starts to go to, I don't deserve, right? I don't deserve to take care of myself. It's selfish to take care of myself. I want to remind you, it's not. And at the same time, especially if you're in the military, it's actually part of our job to maintain our fitness too, right? And so look at it as I'm not taking time away from work. I'm not taking time away from my family. I'm not taking time away from all these things that are more important, but I'm actually pouring, I'm able to pour into those things that are more important when I'm healthy, when I'm physically strong, when I'm physically just energized, right? And so that's another way to look at it. Permission to take a shower, postpartum. So many of us struggle with that. And maybe it means we got to ask for more help so that we can take that shower. Or maybe it means even sometimes it's like, if we have to, holding your baby in the shower with you while you're taking a shower, but like let yourself be taken care of in that way. Um, dedicating 10 to 15 minutes each day postpartum for your rehab exercises, for your core and pelvic floor. We're pouring ourselves out day in, day out for our baby, for our family. When are we doing those very little things to take care of ourselves too? permission to tell your kids mommy's tired let's transition activities like yesterday i got home and i read books with my kids were like laying in matthew on matthew's floor bed cuddling i'm nursing william while reading and everyone's like cuddling up on me and we were reading for a good maybe hour okay i was starting to get tired right my eyes started to get kind of heavy and i was like okay and the kids were starting to get a little restless climb on me and it was kind of hurting actually so i was like okay we're going we're gonna to stop. We're going to transition to the next activity. And of course, Matthew's all upset about it. He didn't want to stop. But I was like, nope, I actually have a need here that needs to be met. And I gave myself permission to help guide us into the next activity. And I knew they're going to need some physical energy to exertion here. So let's go like climb all over the nugget and jump on your trampoline. And I got to start making dinner. Permission to ask your husband exactly what you need, when you need it. Permission to have that conversation with him about how can he can better step up to share the load of parenting or help share the load more of cleaning and managing the home so it's not all on you. Permission to ask him to help you with night wake-ups or even just hand off the baby so he can change the baby's diaper so you can have like a moment to go to the bathroom. You can have a moment to rest, a moment to close your eyes. Permission to ask for a few minutes or even a few hours to yourself for some quiet time without your kids each week. Permission to ask your husband to take care of the kids while you go on a run or go to the, ask them to go to the park so you can get some focused work time done or some to-do list time done so you can have a breather so you can even have a nap if that's what you need. 
permission to just ask for what you need and ask for help when you need it. Number three, tip number three is don't be so one-track minded focused on the to-do list at the expense of everything else. We can oftentimes look and be like, what am I getting done? And productivity is like this idol in our life. We, We don't even realize it sometimes, but productivity isn't always our aim. It should be fruitfulness because we can be super productive, but it's not actually bearing fruit. And so I want you to kind of be onto yourself when you're finding yourself feeling this frantic stress chaos and you're, you're, you have this anxiety and you're serving from that place of franticness you don't have that internal peace. So let God in there, let him help you slow down and be more present and also trust him to give you enough time for what he's asking of you. And when you slow down, when you pray, when you discern, when you plan with God, then you can become more focused on what matters most, right? We don't have to let all of our priorities fall victim to the urgent. We don't have to be in reaction mode, just putting out fires all day. It's not an intentional way to live and it won't leave us feeling fulfilled. It won't leave us feeling balanced like we all want to feel. So think about when are you stressfully moving around when you're running around a million miles an hour? Maybe it's when you're moving your family through a daily routine, you know, getting them ready in the morning. Maybe it's the evening routine. Does that feel really stressful and chaotic to you? Do you feel really stressed about getting everything done at work where you're not even feeling like you have the freedom or time to sit and have a heart to heart conversation with a colleague that may be a great moment to connect with them, to deepen your relationship with them, and and even maybe a great opportunity to be a witness to your faith if it's appropriate in that moment, if the opportunity arises. And I've had so many moments where I'm like, wow, if I wasn't willing to slow down, like that moment that God wanted to use me would have never happened. And the Lord wants to work through you and bless others through your presence, but it's not just about getting stuff done, right? And so sometimes we forget that. So I just wanted to remind you that there. I remind myself that all the time. And I I thought you might need to hear it too, because I know we talk about that a lot in my group coaching community and when I'm coaching women one-on-one. Number four is give yourself grace. We have such high standards for ourselves, but often we're aiming for perfection. Does God ask this of us? No, he does not. He does not expect us to be perfect. He calls us to grow in holiness so that eventually, you know, when we are like fully purified and we enter heaven, we're going to be made perfect in God's likeness and image, but we are not perfect here as human beings because we're in a fallen world. Permission to also redefine, you know, what the standards are that you're holding yourself to and why that matters and what that's being shaped by. Define what you're aiming for more and and have less, I think we need awareness first, but less mental manuals in our head of all these shoulds that are swirling around that are driving the guilt and the shame and the sense of not being enough. The sense of not measuring up and feeling like we're failing, right? So what are we defining? What are we measuring ourselves against? What are we measuring being a good mom against? So be onto yourself when you're in that mode of negative self-talk and just pause and be aware when you're beating yourself up. And we can be intentional about giving ourselves more compassion and grace in the moment and getting more curious and less critical. I love looking at it as a holy curiosity. So we're not beating ourselves up as much. Oftentimes we're like, we're so abusive to ourselves in our mind. It's kind of crazy. Like we would never talk to a friend like that, right? So be kinder to yourself. And you know, you just, frankly, you don't have to tolerate that level of self, self-abuse, self-deprecation. It doesn't actually serve us or help us to show up better. It's just digging us into more holes, honestly, when we're beating ourselves up constantly. I love looking at it as giving ourselves grace is just really receiving the grace that God wants to give us and treating ourselves as someone who is a beloved daughter of God. We know whose we are and we know our worth in Christ. That's how we see ourselves. We see ourselves in the way God sees us. That's what giving ourselves grace means. All right, number five is that you just don't always have to just push through. Something that I've learned the hard way in this year really is that virtue, character, 
the right thing to do, the most selfless thing isn't always just pushing through and it's not always serving to the point or past exhaustion. And it's that kind of mentality of, I'm fine, it's fine, I'm okay. And we almost idolize just being okay or being seen as you know, holding it all together. Running yourself into the ground is not always a sign of strength. And sometimes we fall into that trap of taking so much pride in how hard we can push ourselves, do everything for everyone else without having to slow down, without having to take care of ourselves too. And we see taking care of ourselves as selfish. But frankly, it's not. It's not indulgent to understand that our fundamental needs are there and that they need to be met to ensure that they're met. In fact, it's really poor stewardship of our bodies and our, our minds and our souls if we're not taking care of them so that God can use them well so we can fully live out our calling and really be who he wants us to be for our families and for the world. So you don't have to wear your busyness as a badge of honor. We are not here to save everyone else. God's job is to be the savior. It's not our job. And that was also our lesson to learn. You know, I'm saying this with a lot of compassion for you serving, giving, making a difference, it's beautiful, it's meaningful, and it, it's a good thing. God calls us to do it. But your worth doesn't come from what you do. Your worth doesn't come from serving everyone else. Your worth does not come from what everyone thinks of you. It's not all on you, and so let Jesus carry it too. Let him help you. And look to Jesus's example of resting, of retreating in prayer. Then he goes and serves and performs miracles, right? So he does the Father's will perfectly, but he still did not do everything. Even Jesus didn't do everything. He did not perform every single miracle. He said, no, I'm going to have to, we're going to have to move on. We're going to have to do different things. I am going to go retreat in prayer because I need rest and I need to pray. I need to be with my father. Yet he still did exactly God's will. And so you get to do that too. So to recap, to sum it all up, number one, go back to those fundamental needs know what they are, define them, you know, look at biological, physiological needs and look at mental and emotional well-being for yourself. Look at your spiritual life. Look at your most important relationships. Make sure those are actually being prioritized. You won't be able to serve well if you're not foundationally building upon these and it will bleed over and you won't feel like you have that balance that you want. You'll feel like you're sacrificing what matters most to you and it's not a fun place to be. I was there for too long. Number two, start giving yourself permission in those micro moments, those little ways, then keep letting the fruit of that encourage you because it's going to build momentum. It's going to become more normalized for you and more comfortable for you to actually take care of yourself too. So keep reminding yourself that your needs do matter. You're worthy of being taken care of. You're, be you're worthy of being poured into just as much as you're taking care of everybody else and pouring into everybody else. Number three, it's not all about productivity. It's not about performing, producing, achieving, and or pleasing everybody else, or earning everyone else's approval, or being perfect. It's not about that, and we will lose sight of what matters most if we're just focusing so much on that to-do list, right? Number four is receiving the grace and mercy God wants to give you by giving yourself grace. When we give ourselves grace, the other thing too is that it helps us to extend that grace to others. We often don't realize that the standard we hold ourselves to is also what we're expecting of other people. And so we're often comparing and judging other people against that. And so we may feel like, oh, we hold ourselves to this really high standard and we're, we're our harshest critic. Yes, but it also means that we're implicitly holding other people to that standard and we have that unrealistic and harmful expectation of them too. So we set the tone, we set the example by our actions. And if we want our subordinates, those that we lead to take care of themselves and their families, but we don't even feel like we can take care of our own needs or our own families, they won't feel like they can either because of that standard of what we are exemplifying. And so just kind of think about that. And, and sometimes that helps to me to take a step back and to be like, okay, what am I actually living out? And how is that also setting an example that's having a ripple effect? 
And then the fifth one, pushing through isn't always the most virtuous thing to do, right? Maybe God is calling us to be more humble and recognize our humanity and actually lean on him and others to love better, to lead a life that's more balanced, really able to give the yes that he wants us to give. So it takes this shifting our mindset around taking care of ourselves. And I hope this helped you to do that today. And this practical steps that you can start taking today to implement this in your daily life, because no matter what season of life, no matter what season of motherhood you're in, but especially pregnancy and postpartum, when you start seeing taking care of yourself as a non-negotiable so that you can pour into your family in the way that you want to, so that you can pour into the work that God has called you to do and mission he has for you, then you'll see the beautiful overflow effect of that in every single area of your life and it's super empowering then. So I pray that this blessed you today. And if this spoke to you, if you're like, dang, this is just what I needed to hear, then I want to ask, would you mind just sharing this with a friend? Let's keep lifting each other up and supporting each other. I know I need that. You need that. We all need that. So I love you, sister. I cannot wait to connect again soon. And thanks for being here. And I'll see you next time.